please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Okay. Okay, we're here for the Elder Law Report, and we're talking about IRA to trust conversion. This is part of our attorney advisor series. I wrote a blog piece on this that you can find an article uh, that you can find on our site, mcelderlaw.com slash blog, IRA to trust conversion, or you can just watch this video. So, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about IRA to trust conversion is people come in all the time and talk about IRAs and talk about retirement assets and other assets. And they want to put those IRAs, 401ks, qualified assets into trust. And you can't. Qualified assets don't go into trust. So to start, what are qualified assets, Brett? Yeah, so qualified asset is is just another term for a, for an account that has money in it, and that money has not been taxed yet. Um, so a, a very common form of a qualified asset is a traditional IRA, where if you pull the money out, you have to pay tax on it. And what kind of tax? What kind of taxes? Income tax on the money because sure. you didn't pay income tax on the money in the first place when you put that money in there. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, you have required minimum distributions from these type of accounts um, at some point, because, you know, at some point they want you to pay the tax on this money um, because you got the benefit of growing it tax-free, um, which is really a misstatement. You know, I hear that a lot, like, oh, you get, you know, this IRA, you get to grow it tax-free. I'm like, no, that's a lie. Because <laughs> you put the money in there, you don't have to pay the tax at that time. But you will, or your loved one will have to pay that tax at some point. Well, so that's income tax. What you do is you get a tax-free. You get uh, your gains are tax-free, so you don't have to pay capital gains tax on all the gains. And right. I guess the trade-off is you get to put a larger chunk, pre-tax chunk in, so you get better growth. Yeah. Life. Yeah. And that's a lot, you know, that's, that's one of the main driving factors for a lot of people when they have a traditional or qualified account is either, you know, they want to make sure that they can grow that money with, you know, because it has compounding interest. So you want to grow a bigger principal amount. Um, so it's good to put pre-tax dollars in there because that's more money. And so when you have the interest rate that is applied to that money, it's going to grow at a higher rate. Um, but the other thing is, you know, if it's sponsored by an employer and they kick in a certain amount, um, you know, obviously that's a good thing to have as well. So those are some of the driving factors behind why someone will do it. And obviously it's good to have a tax free growth, meaning that the gains aren't taxed, but there's other ways that other than a traditional IRA that you could have tax free growth. For example, you could have a, a Roth IRA that's after tax non-qualified funds. Um, or certain uh, insurance policies, for example, can do that. Um, that being said, you know, it, it can be a good tool. There's no lie that it can be a good tool to have a qualified, you know, account to grow that money. However, it, you can really run into some problems in the future that a lot of people don't know about. Agreed. Uh, you know, and, and we, we see many, many Americans today, many clients today, 
that are IRA pre-tax qualified fund heavy. Oh, real heavy. Yeah. And they want to know maybe they, they don't have long-term care insurance and in estate planning and especially elder law, which is just a subset of estate planning, we really keep our eye on the fact that 70% of people over the age of 65 are going to need some type of long-term care, either in-home assisted living or nursing home care. And that cost a lot. It could cost everything you've saved in that IRA. It could cost everything that you have to send you and then maybe you and your spouse, uh, you know, to long-term care or to, to provide for long-term care, whether that be in-home assisted living or nursing home care. If you don't have long-term care insurance, and the reason a lot of people don't have long-term care insurance is, I think, several reasons. One, they put it off because it's not an emergency today. And why pay for something today? It's not an emergency. I've got other emergencies that I need to pay for today or other things that are, you know, calling for my dollars today. Another is, uh, so, so a lack of planning or foresight um, of what might come and, yeah. and a lack of a sense of urgency. We as human beings are primarily motivated by fear and, and pain and what's urgent right now. Uh, it's that's just the truth. Um, so, so we and because of that failure to have that in place, we get hurt on the back end sometimes. So, a yeah. lot of times we see people who want to use trust. So, Britain, irrevocable trust are a place where assets can be protected, correct? So, we'll wrap oh, absolutely. Up, we're going to talk about the IRA. We define the IRA, we're going to talk about a protective tool, a couple of types of protective tools that can protect assets as you age against a long-term care spin down. And we're going to talk about how you might be able to achieve the best of both worlds, which is protecting that money that you have in the IRA. So that's where we're going. We're going three steps to get there. Okay. So what are the tools, Brenton, that we can use to protect our hard-earned money and property, our house, our money. What can I use as an attorney? What can you offer me to help? Right. So uh, a lot of people don't know this, but your IRA is not protected or exempt from, from being counted as an asset for Medicaid purposes. Um, most states give you protection as far as if you get sued, they, you can have exemptions on your IRA, but, but not for um, when you need long-term care. And when we talk about protection, we mean both, you know, needing to pay for long-term care. You don't want to have to use that IRA to pay for long-term care. You want to be able to preserve that for yourself, your family, and, and you know, your loved ones. And the other thing is, um, you know, you want to be able to, if you do get long-term care paid for by some, like a benefit like Medicaid, you don't want them to be able to come back and go after those assets. So um, the best way to do that, the best tool, to, to use to do that, to, to just straight up protect everything is an irrevocable trust. Okay. Which is very important that you understand it's an irrevocable trust and not a revocable trust. Cause while revocable trust can be amazing tools and have a lot of benefits, what we're talking about is exempting 
those assets from counting against you for Medicaid purposes so you can qualify for Medicaid. Why does the government, why does the government, why does Medicaid count a revocable trust? Things that I put in a revocable trust. I mean, I see people all the time that, hey, I've got a trust. I'm good. I've got a revocable living trust. Yeah. Why, is that, why are they not good? Right. So, you know, it, that falls to the importance of the difference between the two. Okay. So let's define the two. So a revocable trust is a trust where you, the person you created, the grantor, um, you have power of that trust in a number of ways. Typically it's because you're also the trustee over that trust. Um, but the big point is that as the grantor, the person who, um, created the trust. You may not be the trustee of the trust, the person who can control the trust, but you still have the power to revoke the trust, which is a huge power. If you think about it, you have the power to kill that trust. Um, and essentially all those assets that are in there that are in the trust and ostensibly not in your name, um, you could change that in a heartbeat by revoking that trust. So it's, not like he ever put those assets into a different, you know, into different hands. With an irrevocable trust, an irrevocable trust is like its own entity in of itself. It's like a whole different person that you hand those assets over to, to take them out of your name so they no longer count against you as an asset. But it's very important as well that you understand that you're not giving away the assets at the same time because there's protections built in there. And that really, you know, is, is emblematic of the name of, of this tool, a trust. So if I, um, if I set up an irrevocable trust, I have a third party trustee. I'm not the trustee, right? So, so, right. so somebody else is really in control of those assets in the trust, right? Exactly. However, I can still live off the interest in dividends off of the income generated in that trust for in, from investments, things like that, right? Right. And I kind of want to back up a little bit because when we say that the trustee, the third party trustee, the person who administers the trust is in control of those assets, they are, but then again, they also have a duty to the trust. Within, within the legal uh, construct of the trust. That's that right. Uh, the way I like to explain it is an irrevocable trust is scary for a lot of people because you know, it, it sounds so definitive, like it's set in stone, but you know, you get to set the rules of the game. And once the game starts, you don't get to change it, right? But you get to set the rules of the game and that's a big deal. And so once you set those rules, your trustee has to follow those. Okay. And, and they have to act in the best interest of the, of, of the beneficiaries of the trust, which you as the person who created it will be a beneficiary of that trust. Right. So they have that fiduciary duty. Right. So they have a legal fiduciary duty to act in your best interest with those funds. That's right. Right. So, okay. And so now we get to the bridge. So we're going to marry these two things together. How do I take an IRA, which doesn't fit into trust, which is pre-tax funds. I haven't paid income tax on it in order to put any of those funds in the trust. I've got to cash out the IRA. And I've got a big tax hit that year that I cash out the IRA, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is another sticking point that that we run into with 
irrevocable trust in this type of planning. The first one is the trust being irrevocable, people feeling like they're giving up some sort of power. The next thing we usually have to give get over is the concept of being taxed on this money. Now, you know, is a lot of the reason why this is a sticking point is because we think of IRAs the wrong way. If I have $100,000 in, in a traditional IRA, I don't really have $100,000. I know that because I know how IRAs work. But if you have an IRA and you, you check it every day and you, you see $100,000 in there. You have $100,000 minus the income tax you're going to pay. That's right. Built into that $100,000 is latent tax that has not been paid out yet. So you're only going to be able to pay, pull out 85000 you know, out of that out of that account. The rest is going to go to taxes, um, maybe even more. And it's important to know that when you look at your IRA, not to see the number on the on the balance and and think that that is your actual, you know, the money that you could pull out. But the hey, thing is, before we jump, before we jump to that, I wanted to hit one more thing on the way on the bridge to getting the IRA into the trust. And this is right. something as a client, I'm still stuck with the irrevocable trust and I can't control it. Is there something that's the best of both worlds? I've heard about a trigger trust or a convertible trust. That's what right. Yeah. So, work in this case. So, yeah, you know, um, you, you can have the best of both worlds, especially if you really pre-plan. This is really good for people who don't have um, you have a sense of urgency, but not necessarily because they have an imminent need for some type of sure. long term care. I know I'm going to need um, that down the road, maybe. But right now I still want to control it. But, you know, income taxes right now are historically low. You talk that's right. about you know, the, the amount of tax I might have to pay, you know, they're historically low right now. That's right. And you probably yeah. don't want to pull all of that IRA money out in one year. You might want to. No, yeah. So years. let's, so let's, let's make a plan. So, so tell me about the convertible trust with a convertible yeah. trust. Is it the same as an irrevocable trust? Is it the same as a revocable trust? What's it do? Yeah, so it's the best of both worlds. It's, it's a really awesome tool, and I'm I'm very happy that we have this tool and we're able to to provide this type of service for our clients because it is really the best of both worlds because we've married the two the the revocable trust that gives you the comfort of having total power over those assets. Okay, and 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 it's already in this protective shell. Okay, and I like the. I like the analogy that you came up with, Greg. It's like putting everything in a safe, okay, but leaving that door cracked, all right? And because when everything is in that revocable trust, all you got to do is to, to protect it is shut the door, okay? And it becomes irrevocable and therefore protected. But how, it, how would I convert that? If, let's say I let's say I hire, hire McIntyre Elder Law to create a convertible trust for me and my family. And then you and I create, say, a five-year plan where I'm going to remove money out of my IRA over five years to minimize my tax burden each year on what I have to pay taxes off of that come out. And I'm going to start putting that in the in, the, in an account inside because I can set up an, an unlimited amount of accounts. I can set up investment accounts inside of a trust, Right. Just can't be an IRA, a traditional IRA or 401k, right? So, so I can still my, my investment guy, gal, they can still 
invest those funds. Yeah, they can still handle them. And so over five years, we're going to convert. That's right. A fifth each year. I'm going to move that into the account. I'm going to minimize my tax burden because I'm going to take control because I'm going to say today taxes are historically low and I'm going to take advantage of that. Our tax is going to go up. Oh, yes. I mean, you know, the, okay, the only constant in life is change, but the, the, the other one is that taxes will rise. You know, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a thing that any one who's, who's done even a little bit of tax law um, knows is you want to assume that taxes will go up, especially when they're at historically low rates. As Why they do are. we think taxes will go up based on current, uh, current events? Well, you know, one of the things is with the TCJA, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that was enacted in 2017, 2018, okay, that bill expires. The whole thing just goes away. It lowered tax rates significantly. It simplified, quote unquote, the tax code in a lot of ways by, by um, you know, just slashing rates for corporations. It lowered um, estate tax threshold, um, or I'm sorry, raised estate tax threshold so you won't have to pay estate taxes for seven years. Um, and, and, and there's other things that it did, but the point is, is it goes away. All of that expires. So we know that taxes are going to rise after that goes away. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, if, if, if you if you at, a lot of money and giving away a lot of money here lately, too. I mean, we've been in the middle, you know, a pa pandemic, um, exactly. you know, trillions of dollars in bailout money given to airlines and, and other industries. And and, um, and and when and when going gets tough, too, I mean, the you know, they could they could lower the required minimum distribution age as well. Um, you know, that's been thrown around, um, you know, different ways to tax IRAs and 401ks have been thrown around when when it gets tough as well. So there's no the government has control of what your IRA is actually worth. You yeah. don't right now unless you take advantage of tax rates that are low. The government can raise the income tax, thereby lowering the value of your IRA. That's right. They can also lower the age of required minimum distributions to force you to take it earlier. That's right. They have already, in the SECURE Act that was passed, forced your non-spouse beneficiaries, so your children, to take it within 10 years, whereas prior to so last year, they could have taken it over their lifetime. Now this year, they have to take it within a 10-year period, so it forces higher tax payments and get to get that money out and those taxes paid. Yeah, because they're, they're working too. You know, that's the difference is uh, for a lot of people at the, the tax rate they're going to experience when they have to have and pull out required minimum distributions. They're going to be retired and living off Social Security for the most part. They're not going to be working and having a higher income like their children will when they have to take that money out and also over a shortened period, that 10 years. What period. you're saying is by not taking my IRA during my life, I'm really passing that tax burden down to my children. Right. A tax burden, too. I mean, that that's an important um, term for it because it while it is a tax burden for you, it's going to be more of a burden for them. 
And it's and it's more of a burden for my children as well because they have to take that distribution within a 10 year period. I don't. That's right. So and at a higher tax rate. OK, so I get it. So I can set up a plan over five to 10 years to move my IRAs into an account in and in, in, in a trust, irrevocable trust or maybe this convertible trust. So the convertible trust, do I have control of it when I set things into a convertible trust? Yeah. So initially you have total control over the trust, but we built in triggers. Okay. In this, in this trust. So the trigger could be, you get diagnosed with some type of debilitating disease. Um, maybe you're diagnosed with dementia. You have, you know, imminent placement in long-term care facility. Um, you become incapacitated for an indefinite amount of time. Something like that would automatically cause the trust. You wouldn't have to do anything. It would automatically cause the trust to convert, okay, into irrevocable. And at that time, you know, you need care you, and, and you need to have the assets protected at the same time. So it's, it's very important to understand that when you're quote unquote losing control, which you're not because we, we talked about that, but let's just use that for now. You're losing a measure of control, but it's when you need that person to come in and start helping you. That's when you need it the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I could set up a plan with McIntyre elder law that helps me move my assets into the trust, lets me keep control of the assets, but irrevocable and protects that money and that retirement when I need to. Absolutely. That, that is absolutely correct. And, and what we're trying to do here is we're trying to pre-plan. We're trying to get you in while the getting's good so that we can make this a, a long-term plan for you. So you're not penalized in your, in your old age um, or in your retirement for working hard and contributing to an account that everybody told you your whole life is a good thing to contribute to and save it. But what and, if your financial planner says, oh man, but moving this money over, you're going to have to pay tax on it now. And what if they're scared that you're, they're going to lose management of this IRA? Well, you know, what I'd say to that is, you know, we talked about, we've talked about the taxes, you know, the, the tax thing is someone at some point is going to have to pay the tax on that anyway. Sure. So that's my response to that. And the other thing is, I mean, that, that financial planner shouldn't sweat because, you know, you can, that account you move it into that the trust holds, man, they can manage that account. So that motivation for the financial planner to really grow that other account tax yeah. free, tax free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the, that financial planner needs to get, needs to get on board with your plan so that you can protect your assets. Okay. The legal side, right. Cause if I'm a financial planner, I'm just trying to grow, 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 your assets, which is a good thing. You need to grow your assets as much as possible. But at a certain point, you need to look at protecting those assets because it doesn't matter how much you grew them, right? That risk that's out there that you or your spouse or both could need some type of long-term care is so big that you have to switch your mindset to protection and growth instead of just reckless growth with no protection. And that's a, it's, it's so important that 
we've literally created a new type of trust to help our clients start planning very early to do this sort of thing. Absolutely. So I think that that was an excellent breakdown of one, what tax qualified assets are. Two, the vehicles that you can move those into over a period of time to minimize your tax exposure, such as an irrevocable trust, maybe a Medicaid asset protection trust right. or a convertible trust, which gives you the control now and then later it goes irrevocable, either when you choose to make it irrevocable or because you become incompetent or incapacitated to protect those assets. Right. And, and then maybe, yeah, I, I think that's a great breakdown. Yeah. And I'd say that, you know, the convertible trust, the type of client that fits into really well is someone who's about to retire or has just retired, right? Right around that age, or maybe, maybe even contemplating retirement in the next, you know, I mean, can't start really too early with the, the convertible trust, um, to be honest with you. Convertible trust is a, a very useful tool at all stages of life. But, you know, once you start to get to, you know, beyond retirement age, 70s, you know, mid 70s, things like that, we're going to be looking at a convertible trust as a possibility, but we're going to look at a lot of things as, as far as pre-existing conditions, um, possible um, health issues, things like that. So we want to consider that. And um, it might be that a, a pure revo irrevocable trust would be what we advise at that time. It depends on who you are. Um, but both of those tools will be there for you. So every plan is individualized. And if I come to McIntyre Elder Law, will you help me pick the plan that's right for me? Absolutely. You know, we're going to consider everything. So we're going to look at your assets. We're going to look at your goals. Okay. I mean, your goals, we don't want to forget what, what you want to do with your money, your property. Okay. We want to protect it, but we also want to make sure that whatever it is, whatever legacy that you're building, we can fulfill that. Okay. And we're going to look at, you know, your family, um, who your beneficiaries are, who your trustees are, all of that to, to give you a individualized, personalized, customized plan to protect your assets and, and, you know, hard earned money and property. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Begley. Absolutely. For helping me with this elder law report today. I know you work hard for your clients. I know I do as well. Um, signing off. This is Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, Britain. That's Begley with McIntyre Elder Law. We're both estate planning and elder law attorneys, and we'd love to help you. If, if you would like to sit down with us and talk about your estate plan and, and asset protection plan, give us a call, 704-749-9244, or go online and book a free consult with us at mcelderlaw.com slash book free consult, mcelderlaw.com slash book free consult. And stay tuned every week for our elder law report series. Uh, or this is our special attorney advisor series, which I think are next level topics that are going to just give you even more information and education on how to protect your hard-earned money and property. See you next week. We put off planning till things get slow Tomorrow's never promised today Don't get too busy and let it all slip away
Don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Foundational planning or more complex. We can help when you're perplexed. If a loved one needs long-term care, we can help avoid some of the scare. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. State planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for your family. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Please don't wait.